Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to Mental Intimacy. Hopefully, everybody's having a fabulous week. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce my uh, lovely co-host. Hi. Dr. Gina, how are you? Good. Getting ready for my birthday Sunday. Well, your birthday is Sunday. On Mother's Day this year. 27. <laughs> exactly. you, look fab- you look fabulous Thank for 27. You. Good for you. you. You know what's funny about women and men? What's that? Men never talk about their birthdays, and women love their birthdays. I know. You ever notice that? Yes. Like a woman will tell your birthday, you know what's my birthday in three months? <laughs> But it's, my birthday is three months from Sunday. And I'm like, okay, okay. It's so true. And then we go crazy on your birthdays. Yes. You don't really care. And no. then when it's our turn, yeah. now there's all this expectation. Yeah, and we don't care that much. <laughs> like, we, we know we have to make, make a big deal of it, kind of, but we're not good at it. Like, I literally will not tell anybody on the planet it's my birthday. And at the end of the day, if nobody says happy birthday, I swear to God, I'm okay. Wow. But that's just, I don't know, guys yeah. and girls. Are, I don't know if I'm like every guy, but, you know, it seems it seems. You're right. Way. Most guys I know don't care either. They don't really care. We no. don't, you know, we're... Simple. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you get older, you find you, you, you feel like men are more simple. Yes. When you were young, we thought you thought we were complex, didn't you? Yes. Big like time. like people joke around, they said, uh, feed me, F me, make me a sandwich. It was, like that's... Is basic. It, is it way more complicated than that? No, I think it's just basic needs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now y'all are complicated. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like <laughs> most guys, you can lump in, and there's like five or six guys on the outside. Yeah. All y'all women are lumped in to a big ball of. We have so many different emotions. So much. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Need this. We want that. And. But you know what you guys have going for you? What's that? You look great and you're delicious. <laughs> So we can we can go we can go with that. So deal with it. Then. Well, if 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 you didn't look good and you weren't delicious, we wouldn't deal with you. But you got that going for you, so you guys are going to be fine. Perfect. Until I love the it. dawn of time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now, obviously, uh, a mental intimacy. We're talking a lot about relationships, um, and I'm I'm 55 years old. I'll be honest with you, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, and I think that's a good thing, yeah. okay? Um, I hear other people in relationships. I see how they're dealing with their relationships. Uh, we're going to talk about codependency today. Yes. Um, obviously, after I got divorced, you miss you miss your, your, your ex and stuff like that, but I don't think I'm a dependent type of person. Now, when you talk about so many codependency, is that negative? Is it positive? What would the definition be? Yeah, so codependency is, is not a positive thing. Okay. It means that you're so enmeshed in a relationship that you lose your sense of self. So, you know, you're trying to fix that person in um, at mm. the expense of your own needs mm-hmm. or you're trying to, you know, uh, put a, put aside all your the stuff that you like to do to make that person happy. Mm-hmm. So that's codependency. And it's um, historically it's used a lot for um, being in a relationship with a drug addict addict or an alcoholic Mm. um that's very common a a lot of people that are in those relationships are codependent but it can also just be in a regular relationship that you're not dealing with addiction sure Uh, i was talking to somebody here in uh, the the dignitary uh, a couple weeks ago and he just got off the uh, phone with his mother and he said his mother was has been a crack addict for 30 years and he hadn't talked to her for six months and listen i said my mother was a jehovah witness that didn't curse and like she didn't you know she was such a sweet lady i couldn't imagine my mother being a crack addict and being a, you know obsessed yeah. with crack for 30 years. So the codependency, even when it comes to relationships with your mother or somebody like that, I guess it's hard to be codependent, but there's gotta be a time where you have to just say, 
this is not healthy for me. Right. I have to step back and you got to take care of yourself, right? And that's such a hard decision, but you've mm -hmm. got to do that because you start enabling that person as well. You'll start putting up with it. They'll start asking for money and I don't have a place to stay. And then you feel bad. So you give them the money, you give them a place to stay, and then they continue using the drugs. And you do have to make, that, that's the hardest decision for the, a loved one of a, of a drug abuser mm -hmm. is to detach. Sure. So hard. Now, codependency sounds like it's, a negative thing, okay, and I, I can see it. How many relationships do you see, and I don't know if they feel like they're dependent, but how many relationships that you see, and I, I feel, I see it a lot, I feel it a lot, that I feel like saying to that person, you're just comfortable. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the comfortability, you would get the hell out of there. I, I, how many people are just scared of, of change? Oh, there's a lot of that. And that's, that's one of the symptoms of codependency is mm -hmm. being afraid of change mm -hmm. because you're scared. Okay, let's just say that you're depending on that person for finances, right? Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to leave and, and now what? I'm going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. it's, so it is, it's, it's that fear, that anxiety of not being able to be on your own. Sure. Yeah. Now, see, so you were talking about, you know, relationships and uh, your significant other going through something, whether it's a drug, you know, you know, drugs or alcoholism, whether it may be. Um, if you love that person and obviously you love that person, you're with them and you're married, we'll say, mm -hmm. what do you say? You're significant. Like I've heard people say, well, my significant other won't stop this or won't stop drinking or won't stop this. Mm -hmm. When does tough love come into play? Because the timing of that is very important because if you hit tough love at the wrong time, that could be catastrophic. Yeah. So one thing I learned um, just by working with different um, inpatient programs and different, there's some great programs out here, is that if a person's that bad and they're not willing to get the help or go to inpatient, you've tried everything and it's causing so much dysfunction in your life or even your children's lives, yeah. you do have to make that move. You have, because the only way that they're gonna get help is they're gonna have to hit rock bottom. That's scary. Yes, it is. So scary because yes, you yes, do love is. that person. But if you really love them, you have to let them fall so that they can get the help they need because they're gonna not just fall they're gonna you're gonna fall with them sure yeah now i'm i'm dealt with a lot of people i've heard that term rock bottom a lot yeah everybody kind of uses it mm -hmm. everybody was dependent at some point they use rock bottom yeah i think that's a tough term okay because how do you know you're at rock bottom mm -hmm. like sometimes you're like this is rock bottom and then two weeks later it's way way worse so yeah. like how does a person know when they're at rock bottom they can't possibly know it's got to be a feel i guess yeah i mean um you know you lose your job lose your finances lose your family mm -hmm. i mean it really is like what is your rock bottom because like you said for some people it's okay they lost their job well big deal i still have my home mm -hmm. maybe for someone else like okay they need to lose their home or maybe for someone else they need to lose their spouse sure. it just it all depends what is really your motivator in life that's going to really destroy you if you sure. lose that thing so as a therapist if you have a couple in there and you can tell there's not a whole lot of love between them yeah. But you can also tell that they're very comfortable together. Yes. That word comfortability is huge to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like to go outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They don't. And that's and those are the people that don't succeed to me. Absolutely. Like I, I can I have to get out of my comfort zone or else I know I'm not gonna succeed. Yeah. If you see a relationship where you can tell they're both comfortable and they're both in their comfort zone, do you suggest that they go elsewhere because they are both comfortable? Mm -hmm. So what, what what would your suggestion be at that point? I mean, so my thing isn't really like, I mean, I can't change. If you want to be with somebody, I'm not going to force you to break up with them, right? Mm -hmm. But I could suggest like, look, you guys are just so 
um, like I said, codependent on each other, you need to start finding your individuality. You know, so I'll work a lot with that. Mm-hmm. And so, and if they're happy that way, it's not my place to tell them not to be together. Sure. But if it's causing any kind of dysfunction, obviously by the time it gets to my office, there is some dysfunction sure, going on. Sure. So what I like to do is just have them do individual work. You know, work on yourselves, work on developing a sense of self self mm-hmm. so you want to be with each other but you don't have to be with each other that's a big difference sure i know a few uh, uh women throughout my lifetime who were uh, good friends of mine and uh they weren't great with relationships and finally they find a man okay and everybody's happy here's the problem okay a lot of times when people have been waiting 40 years for that one man yeah. when they find a man that man is able to treat them like shit. Yes. And that's the problem because I feel like saying, okay, you waited 40 years and I know you don't think you're going to ever find somebody else, but don't let that dude treat you like that. Do you see that a lot? Yes, I do. That's mm-hmm. a, such a common theme. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm going to settle for this because I'm never going to find anything Correct. else. Yep. And it's, it's getting out of that mindset of like, you don't really, you don't need somebody. Like that should be a plus in your life, not, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, to where you have to have that. Now, I'm gonna, let me say this. You say you don't need anybody, yeah. but you've been somebody who's always had somebody. Yeah. Okay, but you haven't been somebody who's been, coming home alone for 20 years right. and now they have a man all of a sudden and now I seen it. Yeah. It makes them feel whole. Right. Okay. They had a void and now they feel whole with this man. And a lot of times a guy who sees the desperation in this young lady, okay. Oh, they'll take advantage. He knows he could do anything he wants. Yes. Like I've seen a situation where a guy's like, well, I'll call you at this time. And if, uh, if you, if, if, if I call you, we'll go out Friday. If not, we won't. Oh no. And I was like, you know, I was, hey, uh, uh, you want to go hang out? Well, I'm waiting for so-and-so to call me to see if he wants to hang out. I was like, whoa, wait a minute now. Isn't this a relationship? It should be a two-way street. Oh, I see that so much. Uh, it's, it's too much. So, yeah. you know, what? Do, as a friend, I'm happy that she's happy. I also know it's not going to end up well at the end, okay? No. So as a friend, what am, how am I supposed to approach my friend and explain to them what they're doing? So the problem in that situation is that she's probably so in it that anything you say is not going to change what she wants. You know, she's she's really stuck in that. I think the, the best thing you can do is try to empower her and help her see that he's not the only fish in the sea. And I tell women and men that all the time, there's other options. Okay. You know, you might not think there is, yeah. but there really is. They're not. There isn't just that one person. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm gonna say this, I, I know one good friend of mine, I, you probably know her, I, I'm not gonna bring up her name, <laughs> but you know, she dated one guy and then, yeah. He left, and I don't know if she dated anybody since. So you say there's somebody else, but there is. There, there is, but you have to also be pursuing it as well. You have to be pursuing it. You can't just sit at home and think it's going to fall in your lap. So I think just really empowering that person just to let them know, like, you're worth more than this. You're valuable. Mm -hmm. You do have an opportunity to meet somebody else if you put yourself out there. And there's a, you know, you can be alone or you can be lonely. They're both bad, right? That's (laughs) true. That's true. What do you want? Yep. So, you know, for somebody who's going through these tough times and you have that void, um, you know, I'm just not a big boohoo guy, and I just don't You're know not. if I'm. A, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know if I'm the right example. But I see people, and they have a big hole somewhere. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I want to tell them it's not the dude or it's not the girl. It's not. It's you. So what does it say about them and their 
what's happening inside of them. Yes, when you feel like you cannot detach from somebody, it is not about that person. It's your ego mm. telling you it's about that person. It's really you and what you are trying to fulfill inside. So you need to really reflect and go, what's the void I'm trying to fulfill? And you need to fix that because anyone else you bring in your life, you're gonna continue to have difficulties with until you fill that void within yourself. That's, that's facts. And yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of these, uh, shortcomings we have as relationships as we go along. I don't know if we ever grow. No, no I, it's, I think, do you think the way we react to relationships is an innate thing or do you think it's something that we maybe learn from what we see our parents do? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody reacts to relationships differently. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? I think it's a conditioned uh a condition thing that starts with what we saw in our with our parents but we're constantly receiving messages from the day we were born what have we seen what have we heard we we learn them through past relationships and then we do develop this cognitive distorted cognitive thinking of how we're supposed to be in relationships so you know the biggest the biggest solution to that is you need to bring that that subconscious negative thought, cognitive distortion mm -hmm. out to the open so you can start challenging it. You can start seeing it and going, wait, this is not functional. This is not good mm -hmm. for me. And you can start changing. Sure. Now, ego, the word ego, uh, I hear a lot of people use it negatively. I think the word ego can be positive per course. personally, yeah. um, but it could definitely be negative as well. You know, how does the ego pay, play a part in this? You know, when you get, when you lose somebody, you know, I'm more about, I'm good, okay? Yeah. Other people are like, oh my God, how am I gonna live without that? So that word ego, once again, can be a lot of different things, but how does the ego play into this? So I like to compare ego with the word pride. You know, it's about, it It, it made you feel like there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have a hard time with breakups because they felt rejected. Correct. And they're stuck with that rejected feeling like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she rejected me or he rejected me. And now you're always thinking that something was wrong with you. Something was, what was, mm -hmm. why wouldn't they want me? So you're start obsessing over that person. Sure, yeah. Even if they were terrible, you sure. continue to obsess over them. Now, I, I'm not a big, I, I didn't do a lot of therapy. Uh, I went, I did some marriage therapy, went to a couple sessions with my with my ex, and so I'm not big on therapy, although I, I applaud it. I really do. I, I think that people can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, I think the stigma uh, of therapy is hopefully going away. It is. And, and it is because of Hollywood. Yes. Half of Hollywood's <laughs> getting having therapy, and half the successful people in the world are talking about therapy. Yeah. Now, therapy, is it, Safe to say therapy can be for anybody? Is that safe to Absolutely. say? Absolutely, anybody from a little baby child to an, an old person. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a place where you really can self-indulge. You can talk to someone in a safe environment. I mean, mm -hmm. people come to me and, I mean, I cannot disclose anything you've told me. You know, it stays in that room. Sure. Mm -hmm. I tell people, you you throw it all in here and I'm gonna clean it up and I'm not mm -hmm. even gonna think about it after you leave, you know? Well. Um, I mean, I do, obviously, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not gonna be affected. It just bounces off me. You're not going to judge. I'm not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's just a safe place. And uh, it's really just about talk therapy. It's about having a, a place to just express yourself mm -hmm. without feeling bad. Because a lot of times you don't want to tell your friends or your spouse or your family members because you feel bad too. Like, oh my gosh, I'm telling them all my problems sure. and I'm bothering them. Mm -hmm. You're not going to bother a therapist. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. No. Now I'm going to touch uh, on a touchy subject that's going on in our world right now. Uh, transgender. Okay. Yes. We have some, tra we have a few transgender people that are here and uh, I tried my best to be respectful okay uh, I don't know all the rules and regulations you know um, 
this country's going in a funny place, okay? Oh Especially when it comes to being for transgender. I know. Personally, I think there's too much energy towards it. There's too much energy. Yeah. I, I, I can't turn the TV on without us talking about transgender. Right. Now, I'm all for rights and inclusion, yeah. but there's not enough transgender in people in the world for us to be talking about it this much, yeah. okay? Like, we're not talking about white and black relations enough because there's a whole lot of black people out there, okay? Mm -hmm. So, once again, I'm all for... The, the inclusion and, and, and the rules being changed and for the most part. Now, here's a touchy, touchy subject. There's some countries that are saying if your kid wants to be at five years old and as a boy wants to be a girl, you have to let them be a girl. Now, as a therapist, this has got to be a touchy thing. Yeah. If, a, if, a, if a seven year old boy walks into your place and says, I'm really a girl, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to ask you what you're gonna say to that person now how do you how do you handle that if i may ask i've had i've had many cases like that and it's really difficult because you know a, a child that young isn't really capable of making that decision that's what I, that's what i'm thinking you know? yeah and even the adults i see and and i am i'm a big advocate for the lgbtq community absolutely i, mean, I see tons of transgender clients in my office and i'm like you i'm all about inclusion but i think what's happening is just they're putting i don't know where and what is where this is all coming from but there's so much emphasis so on it much. that it's becoming almost crazy like, it's it, nuts it's 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 too much really yeah it's too much and these kids these poor kids no. because i'm sensitive to the kids because listen i was a young kid and you're, we're all confused yeah nobody would choose this no like nobody wants nobody would no. choose no to be to be gay okay yeah. is not the same yeah. But I would say this too. Who would choose that? No, and that's what I always tell people when they say, Oh, come on, they're just pretending to be gay. I'm like, oh, really? Come on, no, seriously. You think they would choose that? Like, that's not an easy yeah. thing to choose. You're going to choose to be discriminated against <laughs> exactly. and have the whole country look at you funny. Yeah. And so uh, that's got to be tough for you because say tough. you have a seven year old. If yeah. right now I've said this, okay, if, my, if any of my kids told me they were gay, I would say, Okay. Yeah. Let's see, let's go. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's. No, but if my seven-year-old kid told me that they weren't their sex, <sighs> I don't want to say it's okay, okay? Because I'm not going to sit here and lie. Yeah. If I went to a therapist and say, my seven-year-old boy thinks he's a girl, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not sure I'm not going to say, can you change it? Because there's too many risk factors involved in this. I mean, now you're talking about medical things like Correct. hormones and Correct. surgeries and I that mean can't this, be reversed yeah this isn't just like I have a preference in who I love this is mm. like I'm going to change my body at a little with a little kid that's a very tough decision sure. and that needs to be treated very lightly <laughs> so when you have a transgender individual in your office mm -hmm. um can I ask what kind of questions they're asking you because yeah. I sat here one day and I talked to a, a transgender person for an hour mm -hmm. and I learned so gosh darn much and I learned way more than I would ever talk to somebody who's just not transgender. Yeah. So a, a person who's, and I don't want to say confused because maybe they're not confused. Maybe they know mm -hmm. what they want. What are they coming at you? What angle are they coming at you? Are they coming at you as somebody confused? Are they looking for answers? How, how are they approaching you usually? So I've had different cases. I have the people that do come with me, come to me with confusion. Like, is this really what I am? Mm, because yeah. this is scary for me. Or I have men who are in their, I have a 60 something year old. So imagine he's lived all his oh, life. Jesus. Now he's this age and he's like, I've been living with this all my life. I don't know what to do. I don't, I can't change now, you know? So 
I have those cases, but I also have had cases where they come to me because they do need to have therapy before they can do their surgery. And these people are 100% sure. And it's more of like helping guide them through what is life going to look like mm. and how to deal with discrimination and how to deal with, you know, what dating again and intimacy again and, you know, all those questions yeah. it's like starting over i always tell transgender people I'm like you're going to be a teenager for a while when you okay. trans- when you change into mm-hmm. the new gender you're going to go through teenage years because sure. you're going to be exploring yourself who you like what you like to do you know so it's a big process and like i like you were saying nobody really wants to choose that life no and, and it's no. got to be hard to explain and and, and yeah. i guess you have to sit back and, and listen yeah. because once again, if I say if you say you're gay to me, that means you like to sleep with the same sex. Right. What does saying you're transgender say to you? Oh, you it's mean, it's very complicated. Okay, so sexuality is is it's, is it's not the same. Not the same. So you can okay. be transgender and be gay. Correct. I've heard that. Yes, yes, I've had actually. I would say the majority of my transgender clients, I would they would say they're gay because they still like women. Or the males, I yeah. mean, male. I've heard female. one time there was a a male. But switched to a female, uh-huh. okay. So they thought they, and was dating. I'll make sure get this right. Somebody who used to be female turned into a male. Oh, I and just I was had just that like, the other day. And I, I was just, I stopped to think about it. Yeah. And my brain got in a <laughs> knot because I just don't know how to decipher it. So you're, you're a man turned into a woman. Yeah. So then, if you want to sleep with a woman, that would make I don't know. I know. I, know. I, I had know. a couple the other day, but it was f- two females that turned into men, and they had beers and everything. Okay. <laughs> and but you're right. So like, are they straight? I guess they would be. <laughs> no, they'd be gay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But but there's two females <laughs> that both have beards now that it's they're making it work, and we we have to be happy they're making hey, it work. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. Be happy. And what my biggest issue is the hate. Agreed. Like, why are you hating on people, Agreed. on any people? Agreed. Now, I'm going to yeah. say this, okay? I am. I, I try to have hate in my heart. I try yeah. not I try not to. Yeah. But I am, I do, I, I have common sense, though. Yeah. Okay? Uh, if I talk, I'll look right in the transgender face and I would say, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm on your side. But can't nobody tell me that somebody who's born a man should be competing against women in sports. Yes, I agree with you. I don't care. Yeah, I don't I give a you. crap. If I turn, into, <laughs> if I start taking uh, uh, estrogen stuff and I turn into a wrestler, there's not a woman on the planet that could beat me. Right. Okay, so that's just silly, okay? Yeah. So that's the part, and I think that's the part that dirties it up. It does. You know, because that to me should be cut and dry. I know. If you, if you were born a man, yeah. you should play male sports. Yeah. And that's, that's not hate, that's just, if I had a daughter yeah. who I brought up and was training her ass off to be the best of what she did, and some dude turns into a woman and is waxing her on the basketball court or on wrestling or something, I'm going to go out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that has to be rectified because I think that to me is is, is the biggest issue with this whole thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% because now we're, we're kind of going into like um, hormones and yeah. uh, physical strength and things like that. I think that if as long as you know we just all understand that okay, fine, we will accept each other and this, but there's certain things that are kind of crossing the line, yeah. and it's just like you said, common sense. It's common make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, that needs to end. <laughs> Listen, I've said this many times. Yeah. I think women have more common sense than men. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think women are smarter than men. In a lot of ways, women, I think, are better than men because they're not as reactionary. But you're not as strong. No. And there's no sport no. 
though. That a woman's is, is could compete with a man. That's right. just it. And it's not like that's not being sexist. It's Mm-mm. just it, it can't happen. And we know what's not gonna happen is a woman turn into a man and win in sports. It's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. No. So not. that has to be taken care of because what I'm saying when I'm seeing guys who used to be guys mm-hmm. on a pedestal, on a podium, big as hell. You know, standing up there with a medal and had some poor girl who's been busting her ass her whole life looking at this dude like, yeah. how the hell am I supposed to compete with that? That's I think that's the biggest problem, unfor- yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that would upset me as well if I was that girl. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would, I would say so for sure. Yeah. So where do you, other than our country going to the shits? I know. Okay, because I just don't even understand what's happening anymore. I'm 55. I, I've always kind of had a gauge on the feel. I'm in a confused part right now. I look and I just don't know what everybody's trying to get accomplished. Like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. And I, I wish I did. Like, I mean, everyone feels it. It's not just you or not. No, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. It's, everything is off. When our whole country is about to say our currency is about to fall under and the banks are about to go, I'm about to go get my money and put it in a mattress. Because I don't know what's going on. Like, they were like, you may wake up tomorrow and have no money. And I was like, that's possible. Oh my God. But it seems like that's possible now. So, yeah. as. Uh, uh, you know, as a therapist, how many people are coming on your couch worried about just our, our country and where it's at everybody, right now? Everybody, I mean, I feel so exhausted lately, and I've been a therapist for a long time. Yeah. I have never felt so burnt out in my life, and it's because the the issues coming in are so he- everyone's heavy. Heavy, yes. I had a pharmacist the other day, and she said that she was a she's been a pharmacist for thirty something years, and people are coming in and they're throwing coins yep. at them. They're being rude. I'm like, yep. What's happening to us? Well, I think. Can I be honest? What's happening to us? Yeah. I think we live in a corrupt country. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think our systems are being exposed. Yeah. I, last time I went to a doctor, he almost shoved pills in my mouth. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't want pills. Well, you should take this. And I looked at them, I go, shame on you. Yeah. And I, the NFL, shame on them. Yeah. The NFL, you know, they, how many times did they suspend people for marijuana? Mm-hmm. How many people put people in jail? They used to go in women's houses yeah. and take their babies out because they had weed. And the same companies now are making billions of dollars off of marijuana. That's crazy. So it's like our country yeah. is about the elite, okay? Yeah. And the elite keep on shining. And us ham and eggers, we just seem to be catching in the face. And I think everybody, every level, there's no middle class anymore. It's either you're freaking rich as shit mm-hmm. or you're, you're, you're just check to check. So Who can even afford rent anymore? But so, <laughs> you know where I live? I live in a trailer. Yeah. Okay, well, so you have a nice trailer. <laughs> I have a nice trailer. Okay, but and, and this is what I choose. Yeah, but, but I know. I just, my life has changed. I used to live in a 6,000 square foot house and yeah. thought I needed it. Yeah. Now I live in a trailer and, and, I'm, and I'm content. So maybe I'm doing it the right way, but the rest of the country... Like, I hear these young kids out here tell me what their rent is. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And they're not making enough for that. They're not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was at a radio station for 20 years and didn't get, a, didn't get a raise for 20 years. Oh, my God. Like, nothing happened around and there was no inflation. So, yeah. life is crazy. Um, you know, maybe that's good for you because you, you deal with the I crazy I'll always be busy. I'll well, you'll be, be fine. Little, I'll be a little crazy, but... <laughs> so, you think our world's getting a little crazier as we go? Every day. It's just mm. getting worse and worse. And I like I said, I feel it. I feel Feel it. I feel burnt out yeah. from it. Well, I feel you know? it too. And well, you know, I'm. In a way, I'm a kind of a therapist by owning this coffee shop, dignitary coffee shop. But you need to uh, find your detachments. 
Oh no no! I detach. I yes. got rooms. I take. A, I go away. I'll just smoke Halloween. Go in my trailer, or go sit in the back, or do something. But I have me. I'm gonna be me time. And when yes. people overwhelm me, which is quite often, mm-hmm. I, you just give me get up and I'll walk, walk away, away. And, and that'll be it. <laughs> Anyways, Doc, thank you for doing what you do. You're welcome. If anybody wants to hit you up, how do they get you? Go to Instagram, Doctor Gina Love. There you go. Take care of that the cabeza. Yes. It's a fun, it's a funny funny time right now. Everybody have a wonderful week. Stay out of trouble. I am my Ian underscore Beckles at on Instagram. Everybody be cool. Peace out.